Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. Hope you're having a phenomenal end uh, to the week. The first Friday of the new year. I guess last Friday was kind of the, I guess that's like the last Friday of last year, but also like the New Year's weekend. But either way, it's always interesting and the older you get, I think you probably agree with me, the harder it is to get back in the swing of things after you take time off for the holidays. But fun week, good week around here, really busy. And we got another busy show for you here today. Ton to get to. Uh, we're going to go around the Big Sky Conference, uh, all the results from uh, last night on both the men's and women's side of uh, the basketball leagues. Also going to talk about the latest departure from the Grizz Athletic Department and uh, Maybe not one that's on the tip of your tongue, but certainly uh, an impactful one. Montana's star goalkeeper, Camellia Zhu, into the NCAA transfer portal and then out of the NCAA transfer portal, heading to the Big Ten. So Andrew Houghton will fill us in on that a little bit. We also have some interesting storylines from around the wide world of prep sports right now. We have our first Garden City Spotlight for 2023, highlighting some of the best uh, prep sports action here in the city of Missoula. We have Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports swinging by for some laughs. And uh, we're going to have some fun in hour number two. So uh, hopefully you'll be riding with us for the duration. And uh, if you can't, you can always find everything on the ESPN MT app, uh, live and or archived here. And they can also always find everything on the ESPN um, Nuanas Now podcast channel. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. It is a Friday, so that means it's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. I've been really digging on the lotuses. I already had my uh, lotus for the day. Going to probably double down and double dose on the caffeine. And, you know, because it's the middle of winter, and, and what else do you do? Florence Coffee has a great app. You can uh, keep track of your, your various Floco cards on there, your stamps, acquire some free drinks, send gift cards. I mean, I used my Floco app to, boom, send my sister-in-law some, uh, some cups of joe for, um, for Christmas. So it's, it's a great resource. Go get that Florence Coffee Company app. 
uh, in your life. Also, we'll get the ESPN MT app in your life as well. Grizz Hockey will be back in the fold here in a couple weeks, and uh, we're very much looking forward to that. You can always find all the Grizz Hockey action home and away on that ESPN MT app as well. You want to stream the show? Listen live outside of the app. You can always uh, go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can always call us or text us at 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Now, uh, I had a really busy day today. And so I, uh, I actually, we had some, uh, some interviews for you from the, the Lady Grizz Northern Arizona game last night, and I just completely spaced out, sending those along to the boys. And I don't know how I could possibly do that while also talking to you on the radio. <laughs> so, uh, say la vie, I guess. We'll, uh, we'll get back to those sometime, or maybe we won't. Either way, we'll just give you our thoughts and analysis because that's what you're here for anyways. So let's uh, take a look about around the Big Sky Conference, the official uh, first night of the second weekend of the conference season, the first w- conference weekend of 2023. Here's how everything went down last night. Eastern Washington. Uh, this is where we'll start with the uh, the women's uh, game or the women's league. Excuse me. Um, I okay, that sounds good, Andrew. I guess uh, maybe just uh, the one from Lori Payne would be good. We'll, we'll listen to Coach Payne's if you. He says sounds good. Uh, we're communicating through the glass in real-time radio. That's how you know it's live. Um, here's how the, the women's side went down in the Big Sky Conference last night. Eastern Washington went on the road, and they got a good win, 65-56 over Portland State. Uh, huge game from Jacinta Buckley, and, and Buckley was great last year, and I think she has an opportunity to be even better this year. 24 points, 12 rebounds, and 3 assists. She also had 4 steals, 10 of 14 from the floor. So uh, she certainly is going to be a big weapon, and that was uh, Eastern Washington's first league victory. So uh, they get off the schneid. Montana State, they drilled Northern Colorado. Uh, it was uh, not even as close as the 61-40 final margin. Bobcats were doubling up the Bears. They were up 32-12 to at halftime. And uh, then they were doubling up the Bears with about seven minutes to go in the game. And Trisha Benford, Montana State's veteran head coach, she basically unloaded the bench, played a whole bunch of reserves down the stretch, and, and the Bobcats still are able to cruise to a 20-plus point victory. Nobody on Montana State played more than 25 minutes. 11 different players got in the game. Ten of them scored. Uh, the high scorer, Madison Jackson, who uh, Jackson was uh, a a spark plug player as a freshman. She's the same class as Darian White and Cole Badbear, and she's sort of gotten overshadowed because uh, as a freshman, she was uh, a great spark like those other two were uh, on that great Montana State team that didn't get a chance to accomplish its ultimate goal, which would have been running the table in the NCAA tournament and going, or in the Big Sky tournament, excuse me, and going to the NCAA tournament because, as we know, the championship game got called off because of COVID. And then uh, we, we here we are now, fast forward to that that trio being seniors at Montana State. And Cole Badbear is an all Big Sky player. Darren White is one of, if not the best players in the Big Sky Conference. And uh, Jackson, she, she got sick her sophomore year and then sort of fell by the wayside, but she's battled through it, and now here she's back in the starting lineup, and she had a great game last night, uh, scored 11 points. And then uh, 
Sacramento State, they continued their fine play by drilling Idaho. That was a little bit of a surprise, but maybe not. I mean, Sac State might just be legitimately uh, one of the favorites in the league. And uh, they moved to 11-2 and overall. They are now 2-0 and in Big Sky Conference play. Klaja Dean, who looks like a phenomenal replacement for Liliana Tillman, who was the MVP of the league last year. Klaja Dean had 26 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists in 39 minutes last night. She didn't make a 3, and she still scored 26 points, so that's pretty dang good. Isnel Nadabu, who's definitely one of the most intimidating forces in the league, she had 14 points and 8 rebounds. And uh, Katie Penuta, I think is how you pronounce it, she also had a great game. She was 4-4 from the floor and had 11 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 blocked shots. So Sac State with a convincing 71-56 win over Idaho, despite 30 points from Rosa Smith for the Vandals. Beyonce B, the reigning Big Sky Conference Player of the Week, only 4 of 19 from the floor. She did have 10 points and 9 rebounds plus 3 assists, but um, certainly a, a eye-opener. Uh, I, I should say eye-opener, because I think a lot of us expected Sac State to be pretty good. But uh, John Newley's squads looked good early. Uh, they swept the Montana schools right out the gates. So for Sac to lay it on them like that last night and do it on both ends, good offensively, good defensively for the Hornets, uh, pretty impressive. And then the game that we were at here uh, in Missoula at the University of Montana, first Lady Grizz home game in forever, it seemed like. First D1 home game since like before Thanksgiving here in Missoula for the Lady Grizz. And uh, it was a back-and-forth affair. I actually didn't think either team played exceptionally well. Um, But Northern Arizona made the plays down the stretch when they needed to. They they took advantage of Montana's inability to clear the defensive glass. NAU ended up with 15 offensive rebounds, which is an astounding number. Montana also had a hard time taking care of the ball. They had 15 turnovers which led to 23 uh, second or uh, excuse me uh, 23 points uh, off turnovers for NAU which is a, a huge number and uh, remember the name Sophie Glancy she was very impressive freshman post player for Northern Arizona she had 22 points uh, last night and uh, NAU just whips Montana on the glass I mean that was the story of the game is just their ability to, to rebound especially on the offensive boards. And uh, we're going to get to some of my analysis about the Grizz and Lady Grizz uh, here in just a minute. But that's your final, 76 Northern Arizona, 74 Montana. So Lady Grizz now 1-2 and two in Big Sky Conference play. And that's a good win for NAU. In fact, their first win here in Missoula since 2007. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, although we are not on SWX again today, playing some archived Grizz basketball games. I don't know why. Uh, and, of course, we're not on SWX, so they can't hear me or tell me <laughs> at the exact moment. But um, here is a look at the uh, Big Sky Conference men's scoreboard from yesterday. Montana, their men's team, similarly, a single-point loss to NAU. This one came in overtime. Jalen Cohn hit a couple huge jump shots in the extra period, including a three with a hand in his face. He ends up with 26 points, and Northern Arizona beats Montana 75-74. That's the first Big Sky win for NAU after 12 consecutive league losses. They were the last-place team in the league last year. Sort of inexplicably, because I actually think NAU has good talent. 
So they, have, they have several talented players, I should say. But they hadn't won a conference game since they beat Montana in overtime last season. So that's two straight OT wins for NAU over Montana, and they had 12 Big Sky losses in between those two results. So tough loss for the Grizz, and they're now 1-2 and two in league play. So searching a little bit for Travis DeKir's squad. Montana State's men went on the road and drilled Northern Colorado. That was not that close. The uh, narrative going into the game was Montana State was going to be able to dominate in the paint. And that's exactly what happened. Jabril Bello did whatever he wanted, 17 points. Great Usobar, who is uh, Jabril Bello's backup, he also did whatever he wanted, 15 points. Bello was 7 of 9 from the floor. Osobar was 6 of 7 from the floor. So they basically, when they caught it and got it on the block, they scored it. So um, good win for the Cats uh, to bounce back after they lost Eastern Washington on Saturday. And MSU now 2-1 and one in league play. The other two results from the Big Sky last night on the men's side, Sacramento State 85, Idaho 83 in overtime. So a good effort by the Vandals to push Sac State, but also a good road win for Sacramento State. And then uh, Eastern Washington, they moved to 3-0 and in Big Sky Conference play. They beat Portland State 92-80. to So Eastern uh, in the driver's seat early on here uh, in league play. And I think that's surprising to some, but I actually talked to a couple coaches around the league uh, in recent days, and, and they are very impressed with the Eagles. Um, Eastern has... Some of the uh, the top returners in the league coming back. Steel Ventures was a preseason all-league guy. He had 25 points last night. Angelo Allegri looks like he is well on his way to uh, an all-league season. He had 19 against each Montana and Montana State, and he had 21 last night uh, against Portland State to go along with eight rebounds. Allegri was 6 of 7 from beyond the three-point arc as well. And uh, Eastern had four total players in double figures uh, on their way to that 92-point outburst. So Eastern Washington, 3-0 in Big Sky Conference men's basketball, and uh, at least for now, in the driver's seat uh, in the league. Looks like we got some sound from last night ready. Uh, So we'll play that, and then we'll continue to analyze these Big Sky Conference games. Northern Arizona is led by one of the great coaches uh, in the Big Sky. It's hard to call her an up-and-comer anymore because Lori Payne has now been in the league for... A handful of years, and uh, NAU has incrementally gotten better each year, improving their win total each season. I think they won 18 games a year ago. They played for the Big Sky title uh, before losing to Montana State. And so Lori Payne, who is a Haver, Montana native and a former All-American and record setter at the University of Washington, she's done a great job there uh, in Flagstaff. But this was a, a big win for her and her team from last night because you know growing up in Montana, being of a certain age, I mean, I think that almost every young lady who aspired or had any any sort of basketball dreams who grew up in Montana in the 80s or 90s, a lot of those dreams were were spurred on and inspired by the Montana Lady Grizz. And, and Dahlberg Arena used to be a, an utterly impossible place to, to, to win in women's basketball. I think Robin Selvig was something... Utterly ridiculous. I think he's 511 and 65 at home in 38 seasons. I think he had something like 42 conference home losses in 38 years, folks. You're talking about winning, basically averaging one conference loss a year. There was multiple years, double-digit seasons in which the Lady Grizz never lost at home, particularly in conference play. At some point, as I uh, always say, once your past gets so far in the past that it's it's 
no longer as relevant as it once was. When do we reach that point with Lady Grizz basketball? Uh, last night, the crowd was was okay, uh, 2,000 and change. Uh, but it's certainly the Lady Grizz need to get it going a little bit to, to get back on track. But regardless, for a Montana native who's now coaching at an opposing Big Sky school, it was a big moment for Lori Payne. And it was a good game, even though it was not a very cleanly played game. It was a very competitive game, a very spirited game. And here's what Lori Payne had to say after her team's first win in Missoula since 2007. Down the stretch, what do you think of your girls' ability to finish that? I mean, that was a back-and-forth fourth quarter. Yeah, um, after a a really rough uh, first couple minutes, I think we really settled in, you know, and were able to um, just battle back against a really good Montana team, a very talented Montana team that never never quit. Um, It was very fun. I can't wait to watch that fourth quarter because it just seemed like it was going back and forth, back and forth. They were making big shots. We were making shots. Um, So just really proud of the team. I mean, to only have eight turnovers in a game, like that's one of the things that we really struggled with in our non-conference was, you know, decision-making with the ball. So I think that was definitely huge. One of our keys was win the rebounding battle. So I think uh, we got that one by four, which was a huge difference for us. Um, And then we knocked down free throws at the end, which you're not going to win close games if you can't knock down those free throws at the end. It was a tough place to play, and you also had a lot of calls not go your way. (laughs) What did you think of just the composure of your ladies, though, staying in it? You know, super composed. Um, It it was really tough. Obviously, we we lost a guard last week to an injury and one of our starting guards. And so, you know, people had to step up and and fill in um, a huge gap for us. And I was just really proud of our bench came in and did some really great things. Sophie Quincy off the bench came in and kind of dominated on on the block. And as a freshman, she's going to be one you definitely want to watch as a post player. Um, You know, but just to have that composure down the stretch in in the toughest atmosphere in the big sky, um, just really proud of the growth of this team. Lady Grizz had like eight assists in the first quarter. Did you guys change anything defensively? Um, we didn't. I think uh, I think we just came in a little a little sped up, you know. And one of the things about this team, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but our momentum is completely dictated off of if we're making shots. And I, our couple, first couple shots didn't fall, and so I think that really hindered our ability to transition. And then, you know, they were running in transition. They came out really going, you know, and, and getting some really great looks. And you know, our transition offense is predicated on us getting stops and we weren't able to get stops and so I think that definitely put us in kind of a funk you know those first couple minutes but once we settled in and knocked down a few shots and got a few stops I felt like um, we never felt like it was too far um, gone especially in the first quarter and with this team I know we can score um, a lot of points very quickly so you know it was just really them settling in. It's really just a matter of settling in, I guess, in that second quarter because, like you said, like mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of game left to be played. Maybe right. settling is that maybe the biggest thing you saw, the biggest difference where I think you guys outscored 24 to 11 in the second quarter. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of young players, and this atmosphere is, is tough. And, you know, we we had a game plan, and we just didn't execute any of it in the first three minutes. And so that was, if anyone knows me, I keep my timeouts for the end. Um, but I needed to call one just to settle them down and, you know, revisit what our game plan was and, and once they started executing that, I felt like we were able to get some stops. Ultimately, too, kind of that second half was back and forth. You know, G. Feller gets going a little bit in that fourth quarter after you guys locked it down. Just what was maybe the biggest catalyst for you guys to just not really get rattled when Montana would occasionally make runs? Um, you know, I, I think Carmen G. Feller is one of the best players in the big sky, and, you know, she was one of our main focuses defensively coming in. Um, so we knew that her coming back in that second half, she, she was going to be hungry to go out and, and do some things, and I felt like we really just played solid team defense. You know, to be able to get some some big stops in key moments. You just, I know you get this question every year when you come back to your home state, you get a chance yeah. to play 
I've met some people here who knew you from high school. Just, yeah. You know, to get a win here in this building and a close win like that, is that a little extra special knowing just kind of you're from this place? Absolutely. You know, I, I love Montana and um, love everything about this program. I grew up watching this program and um, a huge fan of everything that Rob did here. And, you know, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I, I definitely think that that's a no-brainer. Um, but, you know, just watching this and being able to come, it's, it's very nostalgic. I think in a lot of ways I spent a lot of time in this gym as a, as a kid coming to camps. And, um, you know, it, it's something very special. You guys have something very special here. And for our players to come in and get to experience this and then also come out with a win, it's definitely special. You mentioned Glancy, 22 mm -hmm. points aside. I mean, yeah. we're going to her really hard down mm -hmm. the stretch. She had a good stretch. Mm -hmm. As a freshman, had you seen that from her before? Did you know that you could rely on her late in the game? Yeah, absolutely. We, we played some power fives, and um, I think we played K-State. She had like 17 against K-State. and So she's we know what she's capable of. You know, every time when you're dealing with freshmen, you kind of ride that freshman train of, you know, some games she's on and some games sometimes it's, it's just a little bit of a challenge. Um, but, you know, we need her to play well for us. And uh, like I said, when she's playing well, she's one of the best posts in the conference, and she's going to be fun to watch for the next four years. Were you surprised they didn't call a timeout when you guys were coming back in the second quarter? You guys hit that big 12-0 run and then just kept it rolling, and they, they didn't really call a timeout? Um, a little bit, but we were coming on a media timeout, and a lot of times, I mean, I know for me, if we're coming on a media timeout, you don't want to burn one of yours. So, um, but I, I felt like we definitely had the momentum, and for us, we're just going to keep riding that until there's some type of stoppage. So there you go, Lori Payne, Northern Arizona head coach, after her team's 76-74 victory at Dahlberg Arena over the Montana Lady Grizz. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app taking you around the Big Sky Conference as we are now uh, getting into the heart of the college basketball season. The Montana men and women both lost yesterday to Northern Arizona. The Montana State men and women both won yesterday against Northern Colorado. Uh, a couple thoughts on all of it. First of all, I thought the uh, I, I thought the 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 Bobcat women looked pretty good last night. The Montana State men looked very good last night. Montana State men were able to really exploit their uh, advantage in the interior, which was exactly what you'd expect. Northern Colorado has favored playing um, a lot of shooters, a lot of small lineups. They try to trade you threes for twos, which in modern day basketball is oftentimes. A good strategy, but uh, if you have no answer in the in the middle, that's gonna be tough. At Montana State, they were able to to fully exploit that, um, but also Northern Colorado, neither squad is very good, and that was a little surprising to me because uh, the Northern Colorado women won two games of the Big Sky tournament last year in Kristen Matteo's first season. They did have some attrition, lost a couple of key players of the transfer portal. But they still have Hannah Simital, who's one of the best point guards in the Big Sky Conference. But they have a, a bunch of freshmen. So for them to only score 12 first-half points in Bozeman, I, mean, I didn't expect them to go to Bozeman and win, but I thought that they would be certainly more competitive than they uh, were last night. And uh, the, the Northern Colorado men, <laughs> I feel vindicated because I was always so high on Bodie Hume. And I know Bodie Hume did not have a crazy statistical senior year, but his basketball IQ... The way he's able to move it, the way he was able to do so many things for Northern Colorado, the guy was a flat stud, and I thought by the time his career was over, he was really underrated because he went from freshman of the year in the league to two-time first-team all-league performer. And then last year, he sort of took a back seat as Dalen Koontz took over the primary scoring role and Matt Johnson averaged a bunch of points and Dalton Neck started emerging as a player as well. And Hume was just kind of satisfied to be the 
the central, uh, the you know, sort of the, the center of the offense, the mechanism, but also um, the uh, the guy that made it all work, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. Well, Northern Colorado has most of those guys I just named back. They don't got Bodie Hume back. They don't look anywhere close to as good as they were. So I think he was also the fulcrum uh, of their uh, their defense, too. And uh, so I feel vindicated because I love Bodie Hume a lot. I, I talked him up a lot. I thought that he was a really good player. And uh, you're sort of seeing his value in, in Northern Colorado's men. On the other side of the coin... Uh, first of all, I think NAU has been good in the women's league for the last couple of years. They've now beat the Lady Gears three times in a row, and all well, two of the three were really close games. The game in the tournament last year, uh, NAU just kind of wiped the floor with a, a Lady Gears team that was completely out of gas. But they uh, won in Flagstaff last year on a crazy last-second finish, and then they won last night by two points. But all that said, when you watch the Lady Gears, they are very talented. They are particularly very talented on offense. And I, I was struck by this, this uh, dynamic that I've really been thinking about now that I, you know, I, sometimes I get stuck on these thoughts and then I, I hash them all out. Well, I was thinking last night about how the University of Montana in football, men's and women's basketball, all have programs that want to be all about defense and toughness. They've had coaches that want the identities of their team to be all defensive-oriented and, and toughness-oriented. And the, But uh, on the flip side, they have like this brand and this cool college town and this sweet fan base to recruit to where if you had a different sort of mentality and a different sort of identity, I think it would probably cater more to your success. So I was also thinking how interesting it is that Grizz football was great on defense most of the last couple years. What's their one weakness? They can't defend the middle of the field. Grizz basketball, great defensively for the duration of Travis DeCure's tenure, but what's been their weakness the last couple years? They can't protect the rim. Montana Lee Grizz, I think they're still a big-time work in progress, but make no mistake, Brian Holsinger wants to be a defensive program, a defensive-oriented team. Well, they can't protect the rim either. I just think it's ironic they have defensive identities for football, men's, and women's basketball, three completely different sports, and the defensive weakness for all three is protecting the middle. Interesting. It, totally coincidental, but but uh, definitely interesting. In terms of the Lady Grizz, though, when you got Sammy Fackin and Carmen G. Feller and Gina Markson, you got three players that most teams in the league would love to have. You got three first-team all-league quality talents. They also have a very talented young big in Keeley Burton-Oliver who – between the first game of the year when I watched her for the first time live to last night has made tremendous strides. She is very talented. And uh, they also have a sweet freshman in Libby Stump who's a four-star recruit and supposed to be very good. And she's a nice little player. And, you know, when you first see her, she's not like tall and long like a lot of uh, big-time recruits like that are. But then you watch her play, she's explosive. She's got a great first step. She's, she's, she can handle it. She's got a nice pull-up jump shot. I mean, they ran clear-out ISO for her like three times in a row last night. She had nice little bunnies uh, and, and buried two of them. She also was the, the player that they drew up the game-winning shot for, and that came up short, but they do have a lot of confidence in here in her. That's all to say 
that the Lady Grizz have a lot of talent from top to bottom on their roster. I don't know how many of those players, though, are defensive-oriented players or players that really want to grind on the defensive end. So I'm just wondering if there's a disconnect in the identity that they're playing with. Like, if I have Gina Markson and Carter and G-Feller, I'm running pick-and-pop ball screens all day long. I'm trying to score 80 every game and just run teams out of the gym. Because you got two of, if not, I mean... Carmen G. Feller, to me, is one of the great offensive players in the conference, period. I mean, she's so skilled. She's a phenomenal passer. She moves well without the ball. She can shoot it, coming off screens, off the bounce, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, the fact that they're trying to play this defensive-oriented style and also run all these sets in the half court, uh, it's interesting to watch. I think the Lady Grizz could make great strides. Well, first of all, the coaching staff's going to tell you they can make great strides by rebounding better and playing better defense. That's what they're going to tell you. And they're right. They're absolutely right. I mean, Montana gives up eight offensive rebounds instead of 14 last night. They definitely win. And that's not that crazy of a of an improvement. I mean, even eight would be too many offensive rebounds. But 14 is a, is a crazy number. Like, you can't give up 14 offensive rebounds and ever win. So the, the coaching staff would tell you it's all about rebounding and defense. But uh, I would say, in the meantime, maybe just roll the ball out there and just, uh, just try to score it. I don't know. We'll see. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, except for not today, uh, and the ESPN MT app going around the Big Sky Conference. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Uh, Andrew, we're up against it. We're going to get into some prep stuff here in a minute, but I just wanted to touch on this because this is big news, particularly for those of our audience that follow the uh, Grizz soccer team. And, and you've put a great spotlight uh, on the Grizz soccer team with all your great work at Soccer and Snow and Smoke, a great podcast chronicling not just Grizz soccer, but also prep soccer and club soccer and soccer all across the board on a local, statewide, and uh, international level. But one of the best players for the Grizz soccer team, and if you really put it in perspective just in terms of her hierarchy and standing within the big sky, arguably one of the best athletes on campus at the University of Montana, Camelia Zhu, into and out of the transfer portal. She's headed to the Big Ten. She's transferring to Minnesota. Just tell us about what this means for Grizz soccer. Yeah, Coulter, first off, uh, big congrats to Camelia Zoo for, for making that move going to the Big Ten. I mean, Montana's a program that's been making waves out west here, but that's a big move no matter the way you look at it. And I know that this is a player who's trying to get into the picture still for the Canadian youth national teams. Uh, anything that can raise her profile for something like that I think is is great for her career. Um, it's been a, a pleasure to talk with Camelia to uh, to have her on soccer and snow and smoke. So first off, congrats for her, to her. As far as what this means for Montana, I think it'll be really interesting. I know that people around the program are really excited about redshirt freshman goalkeeper Ashlyn Dvorak, uh, who we've had on this show again, a Billings West graduate. Um, and I know that they're bringing in a high school All-American goalkeeper to be a freshman this fall in Bayless Flynn. And I know that they're really high on both of those players' talents. I think, you know, are you expecting to get Camelia Zoo at her very peak in a redshirt freshman year when she, you know, set all kinds of records for shutouts? She was the team's defensive MVP. She was the conference tournament player of the year. That That was legitimately one of the better years that any athlete at Montana has had recently. Are you expecting to get that from Dvorak? No, probably well, the, the not. The fact, too, that Camelia Zoo did that historic season in the first year starting after 
Claire Howard had been the goalie at Montana. And Claire Howard was, by all accounts, one of the great goalkeepers in the history of the Big Sky Conference. So for Camelia Zhu to put her memory in the rearview so quickly made it even more impressive. And she was such a game changer that year, Coulter, just because of the athleticism in her hands. I mean, watching her even warm up was a treat. Just the the way she handled the ball, the way how comfortable she was catching it, how, how her athleticism showed up in games. It was incredible. Are you expecting to get, to get that Camellia Zoo out of who you're replacing her with? No, but I also think she took a meaningful step backwards on the field in 2022. The athleticism was still there, but I don't think she progressed as much with the ball at her feet as Montana would have liked. She made a bunch of really bad, just mental mistakes that, that led to goals on multiple occasions. Her save percentage was down. Uh, you know, I think you could argue that the defense in front of her was maybe not quite as good this year as it was last year, and maybe that reflects in her stats. But I think that if you're expecting to get something but between the level of those t- two Camellia Zoo years, I think Montana has a chance at that uh, with likely Ashlyn Dvorak, but maybe the freshman Bayless Flynn is able to make some noise as well. Um, so it's a step backwards for Montana. It's an athlete who you hate to lose. Uh, but we'll see if it's as big a step backward as, you know, losing a player who's been the Big Sky Conference Tournament MVP and Goalkeeper of the Year looks like it'll be. Thank you, Andrew. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. How about some uh, the top high school storylines, or the most interesting high school storylines, at least, going on in the prep sports world? We'll do that next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio Missoula. I remember when I was a little kid and they used to play Purple Rain on TV. I thought it was the weirdest movie. And I just didn't like it. Except when Prince would come on and sing. <laughs> and I, was, if I, saw, I would keep watching it because that part was awesome. Tomorrow is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Feeling in a 80s kind of mood today, so... Prepare for that when it comes to the playlist. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, on your Friday. Hope you're having a phenomenal week so far. Let's dive into a prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank have been, has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. You want to set up an account online or see what Farmers Bank can do for Farmer State Bank can do for you? Visit farmersebank.com. Talon Marsh, a young man who joined us twice during the fall after his outstanding and record-setting senior season at Helena Capital, he 
today was named the Montana Football Gatorade Player of the Year. Marsh, who is a defensive lineman, is headed to Montana State. Incredibly uh, impressive for a guy who plays on the interior of the defensive line, or I guess he played on the inside and the outside. He primarily played on the inside this year for Elena Capital, though, yet still broke his own single-season record for sacks in a year, broke the Helena Capital all-time record for sacks in a career, and uh, now the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. You know you are a wrecking shop if you're winning the statewide Player of the Year award in the state of Montana as a defensive tackle. You are you're a beast if, if that's the, uh, the case. Marsh, of course, headed to Montana State on a football scholarship. Three out of the last four Gatorade Players of the Year. Uh, in the state of Montana, have headed to Montana State. The one that did not is uh, Dylan Rollins from here in Missoula Sentinel. Uh, he is at BYU. I guess he uh, started at BYU. Uh, he is on a uh, mission right now, an LDS mission. But I, I think that's interesting. You know, I mean, one player does not make a football team, certainly. But I think it just... It's just one piece of of indication that uh, Montana State is is doing pretty well in the in-state recruiting battle. The most recent Gatorade Player of the Year to commit to Montana, Carson Rostad. He was the 2018 Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. Tommy Mallott was the 2019 winner. He is, of course, Montana State's quarterback. Dylan Rollins, the 2020 winner uh, out of Missoula Sentinel. And then Taco Dowler from Billings West High School was the uh, recipient last year. Prior to that, Montana had a good run. Uh, they had three in a row. The Grizz did, including Rostad. Uh, Gabe Solser also uh, was in there, and Nathan Dick, who came to Montana, but then ended up uh, going to Rocky, and I think he's either winding down his career there or maybe has one year left. So, I don't know, fun, fun to analyze. Uh, Gatorade Players of the Year from Montana – have had uh, generally pretty good success rates. Uh, the award's been around since 1985 here in the state of Montana. Mitch Donahue uh, out of Billings was a great player who went on to start at Wyoming. Shane Collins is one of the great athletes in the history of the state of Montana from Bozeman High School. He's the Gatorade Athlete of the Year in both football and track. Was All-American in both football and track at Arizona State. Second-round draft pick uh, by the uh, the Washington Redskins. Now the Washington Commanders, as it were, but the Redskins back then. Um, Jeff Tuss, Chuck Mason, guys like that went on to have fine success at the college level. Dave Dickinson was a phenomenal Gatorade Player of the Year, turned national champion at Montana. Jason Crebo was another guy who went from Gatorade Player of the Year to outstanding uh, college player. Andy Pedick, Johnny Edwards, guys that both came and played for the Grizz. Pat Ryan, who went to Notre Dame was a really good Gatorade Player of the Year. And then you also have guys like Mark Anderson and Ryan Grosselak and, and uh, Bo Bartik. I mean, those guys were, were, were good, and then were good in college too. But, you know, so the, the I guess what I'm saying is the award is a great award for a high school athlete, and, and they are almost certainly going to at least be a good player in college. But sometimes they turn into Brock Osweiler and Matt Miller and, and Tommy Mallott. Sometimes they turn into Caleb Kidder, like solid Will Disley was a phenomenal Gatorade player of the year. I'm just rattling these off off the top of my head. 
Uh, it's not automatically indicative of being a phenomenal college player, but it's a great testament to being a great high school player. Honestly, it's a great testament to uh, the recruiting classes uh, when you get one of those guys. So a uh, good job by Montana State uh, landing three out of the last four Montana Gatorade Players of the Year. Prep Extra here on Nuan is now presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Another fun uh, storyline in cl- in uh, high school sports right now. How about this? This is a great article uh, on 406mtsports.com. The number one team in the first high school basketball poll in Class C isn't even a town. <laughs> to, to uncover where Class C's boys basketball's top-ranked team calls home, you got to go far off the beaten path. Uh, that's definitely true. Lustre is what it's called, is not much of a place. It's technically doesn't even call itself a town or a township. But as of right now, they have an elite small school basketball program. They are in Valley County, which is a community that's situated 35 miles north of Wolf Point. And Lustre Christian, which is a private school in the minuscule Lustre settlement on the Fort Peck Indian Reservation, uh, they are undefeated so far, and they are the number one team in Class C. Amazing. I've never heard of this place in my life until today when I read this story. I was just captivated by it. We'll see if they can sustain success. I mean, Class C has a lot of powerhouse programs in it. Even if they are small schools, they there's. I mean, here's the deal. If you live and work in a Class C town and you're a coach there, chances are you love that town. And so chances are then you pour your heart and soul into coaching that high school. And so there's a lot of really good coaches at the Class C level. There's a lot of really good co- – I mean, what I just said is a, a applicable model in Montana, period, right? Like people want to live here. They want to raise their families here. And so there's always been a lot of great coaches uh, at the high school level here uh, in the state of Montana. So we'll see if Lustre Christian can maintain their success, but uh, definitely an interesting storyline. I know it's uh, the middle of winter, but – Uh, Some news on the high school golf circuit. A handful of Billings High School golfers have accepted invitations to play in this summer's PGA High School Golf National Invitational. So this is cool. The PGA High School Golf Invitational uh, is an event that's open to all state high school champions from every state in the United States. It's going to be held July 10th through the 12th at Omni PGA Frisco Resort in Frisco, Texas. Also, coincidentally, home to the FCS National Championship game. And uh, the the uh, young ladies that will be making the trip down there for this tournament. Uh, so it's it's both individual champions and team champions. If you're the team champion, anybody from that team can go participate. But I believe you have to go as a team. You have to pay your own way, so it's a little bit expensive. So I, there, I saw a quote in the, the Billings paper about um, how the Laurel boys team who won last year, they're not going to go just because they didn't want to I shouldn't say they didn't want to. They, they, it was it was a high burden to to be able to go there. But from from the the women's side, the the gals that are going, Bella Johnston, who's a two time Class AA state champion out of Billings West, one of the best high school girls athletes in the state. Period. Uh, she'll play in the event as the uh, the two time defending medalist at the Class AA level, and then Billings seniors uh, golf team, which was the team champions at AA last year, including Kenzie Walsh, Lauren Mayala. Becca Washington, Avery Fawcett, and Mo Kobold, they will all play uh, in the uh, PGA event as well. So that's very cool. 
Prep Extra, some of the top storylines in uh, high school sports right now. Uh, our fourth out of five, Flathead, once again, a dominant wrestling program. The uh, First of all, the MHSA added girls wrestling a couple years ago, and Flathead's the only team to win AA so far in girls wrestling. They're the two-time defending champs. The boys are also two-time defending champs there at Flathead, so they're doing a good job there, and they are both uh, they both had some pretty big tournament wins already in this young wrestling season. So the uh, Flathead wrestling squads look like the teams to beat once again. And uh, finally, number five, here are our prep extra, presented by Farmer State Bank. Let's just quickly, I'm not just going to rattle off all of them. I'll just, I'll just give you a couple notes here. But uh, the first set of polls for the uh, high school hoops uh, are out. This is uh, sponsored by 406mtsports.com. And we got some new contenders all the way across the board of the eight state champions. So that's four boys state champions, AA, A, B, and C, and four girls state champions, AA, A, B, and C. Of the eight state champions from a year ago, not one of them are ranked number one. But we do have several of the runners up from a year ago, including Lewistown's boys and Billing Central's girls that are both ranked number one uh, after finishing second last year. And uh, then some of those champions from a year ago, they're still lingering around. I mean, Helena Capitals, the defending state champions, and boys double A, they are still uh, ranked number two, but that'll probably change because Missoula Hellgate drilled them last night. More on that in just a minute. Butte Central, who's the Class A champion, they're still number four. Dougie Peoples now is a senior there at uh, Butte Central. Manhattan Christian, the defending Class C champs, they're number six in boys hoops. Billing Skyview, the defending girls champions, they're number two. Um, where and I think the building Skyview is going to absolutely be there uh, because they have a lot of returning talent from that great squad last year that won the first Skyview championship ever in girls basketball. And then Roy Winifred, who was the champion last year in Class C girls, they are also uh, number two. So there's some notes for you. Uh, your number ones quickly in boys double A, Billings West, boys A, Lewistown, boys Class B, Missoula Loyola. And boys class C, as we just mentioned, Lustre Christian in AA girls, Helena Capital number one, Billing Central number one in A, Big Fork is number one in B, and Seiko Whitewater Hinsdale is number one in class C girls basketball. It's your prep extra, presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Our first Garden City Spotlight of the Year, next. Some of the best of the best from around Missoula will do that here in just a minute. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. I was in an 80s cat and booed. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, except we're not on SWX today. Got some college hoops on there. Uh, programming note, we will also not be on SWX 
most of the next, uh, I think, six or seven Mondays all the way through the end of February, they got some basketball doubleheaders coming up on there, which is all good. But you can always find us if you want to watch our smiling faces on our ESPN MT app. So appreciate uh, everybody for uh, tuning in and for downloading the app. Let's dive into our first Garden City Spotlight of the Year. It's presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op has been proudly serving safe, affordable, and reliable energy to their members since 1936. Garden City Spotlight, uh, a moving target. Oftentimes, we'll feature interviews with local coaches and athletes from right here in the city of Missoula. And uh, we'll also just catch you up on what's going on around the Garden City. Uh, Heavy emphasis on uh, prep sports. Garden City Spotlight also continues to be proudly sponsored by Liberty Safes. Liberty Safes has the highest quality and reliability out there. There's nothing like owning a Liberty Safe. Visit LibertySafesOfMissoula.com or go to their showroom at First National Pond on Reserve Street or in East Missoula. What's been cooking around the uh, high school hoops world in Missoula? Well, a lot. The Missoula Hellgate girls and boys basketball teams continue to be very, very good. And... Uh, that's not a surprise. They have great tradition, uh, great uh, expectation, and great coaching. So um, at Missoula Hellgate, it's been Eric Hayes and then Jeff Hayes for my entire life. And uh, they have had provided great stability and done a great job there at Hellgate uh, on the boys' side. And then on the girls' side, a little bit of a coaching turnover with Rob and Brady Henthorn, who were the co-head coaches there at Hellgate, stepping away, Maddie Keast a uh, Missoula native and uh, a former Lady Grizz player taking over as the head coach there. And both the Hellgate squads had big wins over talented capital squads uh, last night. On the girls' side, the Knights uh, posted a 50-44 to win over capital, handing capital their first loss of the season. They did it behind a very impressive effort from... Alex Coville. Alex Coville, the uh, daughter of former uh, Grizz basketball player and, and Lady Grizz assistant Nate Coville. Uh, Alex had 21 points. She made eight of her nine free throws, which is very impressive for a gal that stands at six foot six. She also had 11 rebounds and she had six, seven, excuse me, block shots. So uh, she is certainly the best rim protector in AA. She's six six, but she also has great timing and really long arms. So, I mean, she is going to be a high level. Recruit, I think, by the time this is all said and done. And then on the boys' side, they also had a big-time win over the defending state champions of Helena Capital. The Hellgate boys uh, rolled past the Bruins, and uh, so they will certainly climb up in the uh, upcoming uh, high school basketball polls. Capital was number two in the state going into that game. Some other Missoula High School basketball news. Missoula Loyola's boys look salty, and they are the number one team in the Class B ranks in the most recent poll. Ethan Stack last night led all uh, players for the Rams in scoring with 18 points, and uh, Loyola moved to 5-0. and They had a 17-4 run in the uh, second quarter to pull away, and they cruised to a 73-40 win over Anaconda. It's funny because so often in Montana, you have a lot of, of the great football players in the state that then go play basketball, and it's, it's football players playing basketball. Football players playing basketball can have some success at the high school level. 
Loyola, they had a lot of basketball players playing football, and they had some great success in football down the stretch with those kids uh, turning the corner. They, they had an up-and-down regular season, but then they turned the corner, and they won three games in a row in the Class B playoffs to go all the way to the championship game. A lot of those same young men are on this basketball team. So uh, look out for Loyola. I think they're going to have a chance to be pretty darn talented. In the AA ranks, Missoula Big Sky, which was one of the pleasant surprises in AA last year, surging to a third-place finish at the Class AA tournament. They lost last night 41-39 to Helena. The Bengals were down 21-16 at halftime, but fought back, uh, went in the second half. Um, oh, excuse me, that's the uh, that's the girls' score. Uh, Helena is uh, number four in the state in girls, and, and Missoula Big Sky, they have another new head coach as Tyler Hobbs moved from Big Sky to um, Sentinel. But Cadence Couture, who we talked about extensively on this show last year, she was one of our Student of the Weeks last year. Uh, she netted 16 points for the Eagles, uh, but Big Sky is still trying to find its footing. We, we mentioned the Hellgate girls. Um, the Missoula Sentinel girls, they had a, a win last night, 65-48 over Belgrade. CC Size led the charge with 20 points, and Olivia Hunsinger had 14 more points. Um, Monroe Mastro had nine, and Lily Allen had eight for the uh, the Spartans, who are off to a good start so far this season. And then the Missoula Loyola girls, they also played last night. Uh, they did not have the same luck as their boys' counterparts. Anaconda, very good in girls' basketball, as always. I mean, that's just uh, tried and true at this point. Anaconda has great girls' basketball tradition and uh, great girls' basketball success. More often than not, um, they beat Missoula Loyola 72-57 last night. Geo Horner, who uh, was one of our Treasure State stars of the week so far, or earlier this season, excuse me, she had 39 points earlier this year. She had 22 last night for Loyola, but that wasn't enough as uh, McKenna Patrick and Mila Mitchell each had 22 for the Copperheads, who used a 17-8 fourth quarter to pull away from the Missoula Loyola Heartbreakers. There you go. That is your Garden City Spotlight for the week. It is presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op has been proudly serving safe, affordable, and reliable energy to their members since 1936. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. The Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. Actually, a little bit more of a serious one. We talk more than we've talked all week about DeMar Hamlin. We also have some other stuff to laugh about as well, including the fact that Tom Brady had, or excuse me, that Carolyn had no idea that Tom Brady made the playoffs. Of course she didn't. She's the chick who doesn't know sports. That's next. Keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The Advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.